0: You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NalchamSiegel.com.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matus Weingast, and today is December 15th, 2019, the 17th day in the month of Kislev 5780. We're glad you could join us. Hope you had a great Shabbos and a wonderful week, and we look forward to starting the week with you and you with us, whatever time it is, wherever you are. Thanks for joining us, and um, And we're glad we could be here. It's uh, 44 degrees outside of our studios, going up to a high of 45 degrees and partly cloudy, uh, going down to 29 degrees tonight. In Jerusalem, 55 degrees and uh, partly cloudy, going down to 40 degrees overnight. In Dafyomi, it's getting close to the end of the cycle. Nida Nun Gimel 53. And just a couple of weeks until the... uh, Siem Hashas. Very, very exciting. Rabbi Gowas are coming up at 7.30, and we expect the news from Israel at 8 o'clock. I have a special guest today, scheduled for about 8.30 Eastern time in the morning, and that is Neely Block, who is a, uh, an international Mai Thai champion representing the state of Israel, and she won a title last week. We'll be talking to her about that. Very exciting. So that's coming up around eight thirty. Until then, a lot of music. Even though Hanukkah doesn't start until next Sunday night, we're going to be interspersing today's shows, today's show with a lot of uh, Hanukkah music. And hope you enjoy. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We're going to start off with the Maccabees right here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
2: Ome, I hem. Your boy Sickham, Malachim Elyon, Mi Melach, Malachim Hamalachim, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Shalom Alechem, Malachim Hasharet, Malachim Elyon, Mi Melach, Malachim Hamalachim, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Shalom Alechem. I shut it.
3: What's wrong, no? the music.
1: Dove Handler with Kiani before that Nachas, David Ardashti, Yehuda, Nissan Michaels, and the Maccabees. Here on the first half hour of today's JM Sunday. Mata guest with you. Looking forward to, uh, to being here until about nine o'clock, another hour and a half. We'll get to Rabbi Goldwasser in a few seconds. And uh, of course great programming continues all day long here on the network. So make sure to keep it tuned. Um, my guest at uh, 8.30 is scheduled to be Neely Block, who's a um, Mai Tai champion representing of the State of Israel, and uh, we'll hear about her latest accomplishments in that sport around the world. Uh, we look forward to that in about an hour from now. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'zecha Nishmas HaRav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and L'zecha Nishmas Esther Basra, Rabbi here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk.
4: Good morning. We learn in the Talmud that Rabbi Akiva married the daughter of Kaaba Savua, one of the richest people. And unfortunately, Kaaba Savua did not agree with her choice for marriage. He disinherited her and told her that he will not give a penny, not towards the marriage and not towards the support. As a result of this, Rabbi Akiva and his wife lived in dire poverty. In fact, they had no mattress, they had no pillow. They had to sleep on the ground on a little bit of hay. Rabbi Akiva saw the distress that his wife was in. One day, when he was picking out the straw from her hair in the morning, he said to her, If I could... I would buy you a Yerushalayim Shel Zahav. It was a golden ornament in those days. It was like a necklace that had the entire Yerushalayim engraved on it, the city's outline. It was a very beautiful and very costly necklace. In fact, we learn that even Rabban Gamliel, the Nasi, could not afford such an expensive piece for his own wife. Rabbi Kiva saw that his wife was in distress. He saw that she felt bad. She remembered where she came from and how easy it used to be. So he said words that would comfort her. In the Sus that he said these words, we know that Eliyohan Novi, Elijah the prophet, appeared at the door, knocked on the door, and when Rabbi Kiva opened it up, it looked like a very poor man. And he said, excuse me, But my wife is about to give birth and she doesn't have anything that she can lie on top of. Could you give us by any chance a little bit of hay, some straw? Rabbi Akiva did and then afterwards went over to his wife and said, You see how fortunate that we are. There are people that even poorer than we are that don't even have the straw to lie on like we do. We learned, the Mefarshim tell us, that Eliyahu Novi was sent into this world just to be Machazik, just to give chizuk and encouragement to Rabbi Akiva and his wife. How important it is that in this world we are sent here to give encouragement to others, to lift up other people, not shalom to make them feel bad, not shalom to tell them how they're doing the wrong thing. But rather, try and correct them with love. Try and inspire them. Tell them the good things that they're doing. Tell each other the good things that we are doing, our children and our grandchildren. That is the reason that Hashem has given us the koyach Khadibor, the power of speech, to lift up others, to inspire others, and to encourage other people. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizek. Have a nice day.
2: Yeah
1: 45 Eastern Time in the morning here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. After Rabbi Goldwasser, we heard from the Shira Kaddasha Boys Choir, and we just heard Kishoshana by Achenu. At uh, at and this time, right now, we're going to play Simcha Liner by request from the app from listener Shlomi. Thanks for listening and thanks for uh, requesting Nachat by Simcha Liner right here on JM Sunday. On the Nachum Siegel
2: Network Because <laughs> Catalina, the Camecola, Jesse, and the day, oh, 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 Because you buy it in the the
5: Einova einu kvar merikhin sheilu em cholmim eilu em hayotrim einova einu
2: az nifgasin mitokhot nekudat tova ro'e ketat or ba aferan lo ke'ahetas mano nitvodet kodim an Some and some are still connected To those who do not see Like those who do not believe Some and some are still From Oh by lo زري كل نوف Anashi كاوو Ola ليزيكارون I'm not going tokh ver aku watel anuah levakashmilim shel ruach emunat hayah achiri li shalva emunat iya neiravi ma shli fami
1: The Tamimim Boys Choir, right here on uh, JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, before that, we heard Gad Elbaz with Milim Shel Ruach and by uh, we also heard Shlomo Katz. And by request from Simka Liner, we heard Harbit Nachat. Nachat that came from um, listener Shlomi on the app. So uh, thank you for listening and uh, requesting, and we're able to uh, to play that, and we're we're glad we're able to do that for you. Coming up in a few seconds will be our news from Israel at 8.30 this morning in about half an hour. My guest will be Neely Block, who uh, won another championship last week, and we'll talk to her about that. She represents the state of Israel. And uh, it's always very exciting to, uh, to speak with her and find out what she is up to. Um, and uh, as I said, we'll get to the news from Israel in... Uh, in just a few seconds, uh, and it is time for our news from Israel, Khana Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Khana Julian.
6: Good morning, Matis. Prime Minister Netanyahu opened this morning's cabinet meeting with congratulations to Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson on what he called a crushing election victory last week. He also said it was a crushing victory in the fight against anti-Semitism. Johnson's opponent in the election, Jeremy Corbyn, is a known anti-Semite, and he suffered a resounding defeat at the polls, one that it even uh, Uh, inspired him to resign his post as head of the Labour Party the the next day. Dozens of Jewish members of the Labour Party have left that party since Corbyn, ...took the leadership role. Netanyahu also spoke about Iran. He said the senior Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps commander... ...has threatened to destroy Tel Aviv from Lebanon. It's not the first time that they've done that. Netanyahu pointed out that that remark reveals a simple truth that the Lebanese Hezbollah terrorist organization is an Iranian arm in Lebanon against Israel. Even though the group's leader, Nasrallah, immediately denied the Iranian commander's remarks, Netanyahu warned that if Nasrallah dares to attack Israel, Hezbollah and Lebanon, which enables aggression from its territory against Israel, will pay a very heavy price. The prime minister also talked about the fact that the country is entering a third election campaign, which he said is unnecessary. All sides, by the way, are saying that it's unnecessary. Everyone is saying it. But here we are. Nevertheless, Netanyahu says that the government is continuing to work in all the important areas with security first. And foremost. A delegation of senior justice ministry officials les- left this morning for an international anti corruption conference in Abu Dhabi. The delegation is headed by Deputy Attorney General Dina Zilber. She's accompanied by senior officials from the Criminal and International Department in the Attorney General's Department. Israel has sent a number of top officials to various conferences in Gulf states over the past several months. While diplomatic ties are certainly not normalized by any means, they are definitely on a very different track than they were 10 years ago. A quick look now at the weather, cloudy skies in the center of the country, but we're looking at local rain in southern Israel and a chance of thunderstorms here and there as well. There's a flash flood warning out in southern Israel and in the eastern Vadis. I would be pretty surprised if anyone's out there hiking in this, but still, if you are, don't. Cold temperatures across the country. Here, the highest temperatures were only around sixty, and that was in the north mid sixties. Down in Eilat, lows tonight reaching into the forties. It is really, 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 really cold across the country. Definitely winter here in Israel. Fifties in Tel Aviv, and a lot. <laughs> Yes, it's winter That's here. Winter. it is mantis good, good. clear to <laughs> what good I glad it's yes, so... it's freezing. It's really freezing, clear to partly cloudy skies <laughs> overnight, clearing up tomorrow with a slight rise in temperatures, but still pretty much winter time over here. <laughs> do you find that people uh
1: do people act differently when it's um winter time over there do they
6: oh start everybody to... gets they get bundled up well some of them get bundled up and then there's those silly people who go out in their shirt sleeves you like, know and they like, pretend like that I it's would. still some idea yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, I suppose you would. <laughs> By the way, it's your test kiss love tomorrow. Did you know that? Yes, yes. It's a placidic holiday. Yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I want to wish you a happy, your test kiss love. Well, tomorrow night. Just so everybody
1: understands, because we're in a time difference here. It's morning, here, afternoon to you. So tonight is yeah, already just a couple right, of hours away.
6: Be tomorrow, so I'm wishing you one ahead thank of time. You. Thank true. you, yes. Celebration to everyone. Yeah, a happy, you. great week. To everyone. Happy Hasidic holiday to those who are <laughs> celebrating. Yes, Have a great week. I'm Hannah Julian for JM Sunday.
1: Thank you so much, Hannah Julian. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next week right here on uh, JM Sunday, Erev Hanukkah. Uh, we will uh, see you. So um, that is exciting. I can't believe it's already Hanukkah. But yes, you'd t- t- test his slave tomorrow night. And um, thank you for joining us again as uh, you do every Sunday morning. Um, we'll see you next week. And we are exclusive to the Nachum Siegel Network, so uh, that is always exciting, because great programming continues throughout the day and the night, throughout the week on the network. Um, encore presentations today, music, segments, Nachum will be on tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, followed by uh, The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten, and uh, and followed by... Uh, Um, followed by after further review with the Yoni Pollock and, again, great uh, Monday music mix and carries us throughout the entire week right up until Shabbos. So uh, we appreciate listening to us and listening all day long on the network. Um, It's uh, 8.06 in the morning, Eastern Time, a.m., 8.06 a.m., Whatever time it is by you. And uh, coming up at about 8.30, we expect to uh, be joined by Neely Block, who uh, won another championship last week. And we'll talk to her about that. She represents the state of Israel in Muay Thai and uh, kickboxing. Back to the music. Here is um, Maccabees with Light Up on JM Sunday.
2: The scene was set back when a group of fearless men stood up for their beliefs and risked their lives. They acted with one voice and firmly made a choice, this nation being sure that it survived. Their prayers were answered each day, their minds fixed on their destination. A miracle lasting for all generations. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Light up the night. The candles burning bright on the festive. task, one that we cannot mask, a danger just as real as it was then. Let's stand with open eyes to hear our brother's cries, and courage now is needed once again. Let's carry our banner with pride, for this freedom, how long we have waited, with the We stand as one, it can be undone, just think of the wonders that can be created. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The light of the night, the candle's burning bright, on the festival of lights here on Hanukkah. we answer to our name, our heritage is named, the power of the flame, vote they'll do I'll you, see, so like,
1: banai with uh, Hashmiyani at Kolech here on JM Sunday. Before that, uh, we heard a couple of uh, selections, including uh, Rabbi Benzion Torski Torsky and uh, the Maccabees in this half hour. It's 8.30 in the morning Eastern time here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome back to these airwaves a uh, guest who I've had on frequently. And... Uh, we're all very proud of her, and once again, she has done us proud. I'm referring, of course, to Neely Block. Good morning, Neely. Well, let's see. We may not have the connection, uh, and we're going to have to try that again, so we're going to have to go back to music. I love live, live work, so just stand by. We're going to go to Huelo uh by Shlomo Simcha for a little bit until we... Uh, Reconnect with Neely right here on JM Sunday. Thank you, Shlomo Simka, for filling in, and I believe we're set up, and we have on our airwaves, Neely Block. Good morning, Neely.
7: Morning. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon to you, and uh, congratulations. You have uh, won another title, uh, and we want to hear all about that. I don't even know how you could be awake at any time. You must be on, on crazy energy after these few days. Last week... You won an ISKA world title belt in Paris, France. Tell us about it.
7: Yeah, so in our sport, you have the amateur fight, which uh, the fights are high level. Like, you say amateur, people automatically say, oh, okay, so it's high level. But there, sometimes the fights are even tougher. And compared to professional, where it's just the, the main difference, is that there's just no protection in a professional fight. There's so no protection, you only have one fight. So, uh, yeah, so that was a, a big event. It ha- took place in Paris in the circus there. And basically, uh, ISKA is um, an organization for kickboxing, not Muay Thai. Kickboxing is a different rule. And so we, I fought uh, ye- Lelo, Yellow, I think it's yellow I sound like that. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Paige from uh, France. And uh, after five rounds of three minutes, I won and I took home the belt. Wow. Something that I was looking forward for a long time. And that was, I guess, a, a closure for me because that was our uh, second fight. I fought her for the first time in 2013. Uh, I, I guess it was the beginning of my career where it was also one of my first, first professional fights. Wow. And it was a close fight. She took the win. Yet um I came back now with uh much more experience and it was a totally different outcome. Right. Right. That level. Yeah,
1: ISKA is uh like you said it's a it's a kickboxing organization. It's actually I believe based in America and um you uh, you fought in France. I saw in the the pictures. By the way, the belt is like bigger than you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know, yeah, we're, all, we're heavy. yeah, we're used to seeing those belts um, on professional uh, UFC boxers, right? Exactly, uh, but it was presented to you by, uh, I believe, he's the v- vice president of ISKA European, uh, Alan Kermorvan. Uh, and yes. uh, so yeah, that must have been a, a pretty big honor. And um, now when you're fighting in something like this, are you representing as a professional now? Are you representing just yourself or you're representing Israel as a country also? So
7: it's um, obviously any competition that I go to, I'm always representing Israel. Right, and of course. Have the Israeli flag on me. But if you're asking financially, no, I was just not uh, funded by the government. No, it, it, they they pay me um, all my uh, expenses there, and obviously I get paid for the fight as well. Right. No, um. I'm. I'm. I guess I'm representing myself, my gym, and Israel. Right. Compared right. To other competitions. Yeah.
1: Right, because in the amateur competitions and the other other things like uh, Olympics or Olympic type sports. Uh, uh, Competitions—it's it, by country basically, and then you have the different people who are representing the country. Of course, you are always representing Israel and make us very proud wherever you go. Uh, and uh, of course, when the results are a win, it's even more uh, more impressive, and we're we're so proud uh, of you. Uh, um, a question though: On who you fought—were you supposed to fight this person um, originally, or was that changed?
7: No, so according to the posters and our arrangement, I was supposed to fight Nora Coronel. But unfortunately, a few days before the the weigh-in, she had uh, she's been having some problems for a while. To um, you know, just uh, her health wasn't uh, top shape, and she wasn't able to cut weight because of it. Uh, something that restricted, like hormones, just restricted her to cut weight. Right. And it was a problem. Okay. So you know, Health comes first.
1: So when it, so, when when it comes to a situation like that where obviously when you prepare for a match you're you're honing your own skills and uh but I'm sure part of it is, is that you study your opponent. So when you're supposed correct. to be matched against one person and then just a few days prior there's a switch. Uh I mean obviously you have your skills but how do you adapt to that part of the training on such a short notice?
7: So it was literally two days before, and oh. we were—I was already on my way to France. So, I, I guess my my big advantage is that I'm very well. Um, I have a uh, a large toolbox.
2: <laughs> right. And
7: so I could I could pull out of my sleeves uh, many different tactics uh, and skills. So I'm not kind of I'm not fixated on one skill, and that's one one big advantage. Right. So. So um, I guess so for this fight, this match, uh, thinking I was going to go up against Nora, she was much heavier than me, meaning she was going to cut much more weight. Okay. So I I came off I came one kilo above um, the uh, against this fighter um, from France. So I was a bit um, more physical, I think, okay. stronger than her because she she um, she originally competes. I think, at a lower category than I do. And this was supposed to be a higher category than me.
1: Uh-huh. But... The, I, I mean, I, plus, you fought her before, so you were used to her s- skill set from a few years ago, at least. Uh,
7: six years, and people change, you know? Yeah. So not, not, not necessarily just like I did. I, I evolved from the, these six years. Of course. Tremendously.
1: And I'm sure your coaching staff, which I want to ask you about, uh, was right there... Giving you the the their input in terms of how to handle things and what the stress and 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 how to deal with things. Your coaching staff is uh, some that have been with you since you began training. Uh, talk about them for a minute. They they must be so proud of you.
7: Yeah, my coaching staff is mainly Benny Cogan. He's in my corner. Obviously, there are other people around um, that weren't there physically with me, but that helped me prepare for this fight, you know, if it's, uh, the, the, conditioning coach and it's physiotherapy. So they weren't there, but obviously they have a big part in it. Right. Uh, of course, yeah, they, uh, they're proud of me and I'm proud of myself and them as well, because that just means that my path and my, uh, strategy to be the best I can is, is working. And, and so my, um, my schedule, not my schedule, my training, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like my your training, regimen,
1: your routine.
7: My routine is is correct Right. because I'm able to bring myself to that peak every time.
1: Excellent. How many hours a week are you in training uh, in a typical week?
7: Um, approximately five to six hours a day. Wow. So Oh, multiply that. By, wow.
1: Oh, man, I'll tell you. Uh, plus everything else you do. You're you're still in school, I take it, and uh, studying, and that takes a lot of time.
7: Correct. Wow. Yeah, I'm in my third year of uh, psychology at IDC. I'm loving it. They help me. They're very flexible with me. So I'm just living living the dream, living my life. Beautiful. Uh, the way I, I dreamt.
1: Does Does the study of psychology help you in how you train for matches and does it help you analyze your opponents?
7: Not necessarily analyze my opponents, but it's more analyzing myself, uh-huh. analyzing my environment and being able to adapt myself and understand really the source of different things uh, or behaviors of myself or other people in that way to kind of um, really accept it more and understand it more because, uh, you know, everyone has their own stressors and everyone uh, is impacted from the environment in different ways, and so I'm just able to really adapt to it much better.
1: Right, wow. Uh, And uh, now, having won this title, is this a title that you have to defend?
7: Eventually they're going to ask me to, I'm assuming. Right. You know, that's how it works, and they... They bring different opponents, and someone's going to challenge.
1: And so you say, "All right, let's let's do it." Right. Okay. Great. So you have something to look forward to there. I'm sure you'll be successful. Uh, and along those lines, as boxing as a professional now, are you still able to go into the amateur events that you've been in in the past?
7: Correct, because it's not like. Um the the IABA where you cannot do both. Okay. You're either amateur or professional here. Up until now, there has no not been a rule regulated that uh, you cannot do both. Okay. And so that's why I say that in amateur, it's high level because everyone is professional there.
1: Right. Right. Uh, and you next are going to be. Um, I mean, you've had. A lot of uh, European championships uh, over the years, every year, you've won gold medal. Are you going to be continuing with that in 2020?
7: Uh, as much as I can, um, because I have some issues, not me, but like my coach has some issues in the organization, and therefore he is unable to accompany not me or other fighters. Okay. So it kind of impacts me as a fighter Of course. during those competitions. So it's really up to me to decide whether I want to do that or not. But because it's an income for me from the it's from the government, I'm gonna to have to do one or two at least right. to continue my my funding.
1: Sure. Uh, but
7: now, now I kind of opened the doors also the professional world. You know, many people, many uh, um, agents now came to my coach Benny and said, "Listen, like let's make uh, let's make her name in, in France big and." Let's
1: make big fights. Ah, okay.
7: Matches.
1: Okay, right. That's what happens, and that's you know certainly something that you can look at, and I'm sure it's um, uh, it plays a big part in your in your thinking and in your training and and how you look at it. But I I think I'm I'm pretty confident that you'll stick with your your roots and do as best as you can in whatever path you take with it. So uh, I'm sure you'll be successful.
7: Yeah, thank you very
1: much. I appreciate yeah. that. And uh, last time we spoke, you talked about my time being potentially part of um uh, the Olympics. Uh anything moving ahead with that?
7: Um I would say yes and no. Uh not in my <laughs> time. <I>
1: would, <laughs> wow. You know, it's
7: always there's always uh obstacles in the way. So I think it's a matter of time, but not my, my prime. Okay. Maybe the next generation, and so that's why I I always look for a plan B and always look for other routes because I can't rely on that. It's just not gonna, yeah, you know, right. It's not worth my time and, and my energy and my my life and my career. Right. So I just kind of look for other options, and right now we are doing the other option.
1: Excellent, excellent, and I, I congratulate you again on behalf of myself and all of our listeners, and we're very proud of you for uh, your accomplishments, and we know that you'll continue on, and we'll hear a lot more a lot more things. What's the next, do you have a specific, um, uh, do you have a, a scheduled about lined up right now?
7: So we're working on, uh, around March, either in China or Japan. Mm for also kickboxing. Uh, It's called Kunlun Fight. It's an organization in China. Okay. So we're working on that.
1: Great. Well, we wish you lots of luck and uh, happy Hanukkah next week. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that's exciting and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I want to thank you, Neely Block, for joining me on the air this morning. Um, It's always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, again, just continue with what you're doing. Yes,
7: thank you very much. Chag Sameach.
1: Thank you for having me on on there. You're welcome. We'll talk to you you. soon. Take care. Till
7: the next win. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: Neely Block, a uh, uh, Muay Thai champion and um, kickboxing champion, has joined us before and joined us uh, just now. We thank her for that and wish her continued success. The Maccabees up next with Alan Isim right here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
5: Al hane sim vea al hpor kon vea al hruot vea al hat chuot vi al nu bayamein hay bazman hazeh ah nisinia for kind me i'll hug ruler ya had you fi bazman hazeh I love you, my young man, am I us, no
2: I no I will So give me no Yeah yeah.
1: Wrapping up today's show here on JM Sunday, my thanks to Neely Block for joining us this morning. Much appreciated, and um, we, uh, we're we glad you could join us. Congratulations on her win last week. Uh, hope you have a great day today. Keep the network on all week long. I hope you have a great Shabbos, and uh, we'll catch you here on, um, on Sunday of next week when it is uh, Erev Hanukkah and uh, we'll be with you. So thanks again, everyone. Have a great week, and thanks for joining us right here on Sheyam Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.